Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and across from me is your co-host, Ben. So, Ben, what's new in your nations this week? Um, this week, we're um, steady as she goes. We're in the, in the middle of fall baseball, which started out kind of like, you know, okay, you know, like, okay, some, you know, it was like summer was clinging on, you know, and it was like nice for a little bit. And now weather's changing. And now we're just like praying for rain so that we don't have to go to another fall baseball game. <laughs> so that, that's where that's where we are. But we're gearing up for the winter, which is going to be, I think, really fun. Um, we have a piano. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. No. Got a piano. Nice. And I'm very interested in the piano. I don't, I'm not a musician. But we, are, we, we hope that our children will be musicians, you know. Okay. So I'm, I'm hoping... I'm hoping to listen. This is this is pretty. This is hot off the press. I have a very strong desire to learn the piano as an adult. Do it. Yeah, I I really want to try, but I don't okay. know how possible it is. Oh, it's very possible. So I we got a piano recently, and my son has been taking piano lessons, and I have tried to keep up with him. Oh, and so far on most songs, when it's our first crack at it, we're about even now. I started out like I taught myself how to read music because I used to never be able to read music. And so I can read music now. I can play songs at like quarter speed or half speed, oh. which is not great, but it's better than I expected. So I feel like I can plunk something out. It doesn't sound perfect, mm. but I can do it. So like if you set your mind to it and you practice consistently, yeah. you practice like five minutes a day. Yeah. 10 minutes a day, I feel like it's something you could do. And then you can play along with your kids, which is fun for me and my son, Yeah, where we can just plunk out a song here and there. And then once he plays it a few times, then he's better than me because he's got that sponge-like mind at his age where right. he's learned some songs that I just literally cannot keep up. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. so, but he plays piano. So we can talk off air if you guys are looking for someone to, yeah. to teach because we've got a piano teacher. Cool. But, all right. So in my nations this week, we're also preparing for winter. So I still have some buttoning up to do on the chicken mansion that I've been building. Got some last you know, minute string trimming and things like that to do to make sure I'm prepped for winter. Got our hay bales in for all the goats. So we've got a farmer friend that bales hay and we bought 18 bales of hay for our goats for over the year. And we're trying to square away food storage and things like that for the chickens and the goats. Took down the pool. Like we're hopping right now. I've got to get ready to get the garden ready for winter. Mm -hmm. So it is a busy time, and it's funny because during this busy time, there's not an abundance of time. We've got something on Saturday, something on Sunday. We've had something most nights this week. Next week, it's going to look the same. The following week, the same. So trying to squeeze in little bits of work here and there is really the only way these things are going to get done. So I, I'm learning. I thought I had learned time management, but I'm telling you now, it's like down to five-minute blocks sometimes. <laughs> it had been like, 15 minute before now that like five minute blocks of time management. <clears throat> All right. Well, why don't we get into the passage of the week this week? And that is in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, starting in verse 12. And we'll go through verse 14. Words from a wise man's mouth are gracious, but a fool is consumed by his own lips. At the beginning, his words are folly. At the end, they are wicked madness and the fool multiplies words. So this is really contrasting someone who's wise, which 
By the way, we learn in Proverbs that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the wise person is someone who fears the Lord, right? Their words, what comes out of their mouth, it's gracious, it's uplifting. What comes out of the fool's mouth, first of all, it's folly, but it turns into wicked madness. So there seems like there's this decline in the words that come out of the fool's mouth. And the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So the fool is someone who does not acknowledge God as the Lord of their life, and they live as if they are God. And so they start out just speaking foolishly, but they end up speaking wickedly. I just see that as an interesting pattern and wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, and I think you see it. I think you see this in children, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, when we grow up, we are, you know, we become adults. So the idea is that I think maybe as children we're foolish, and we grow in wisdom as we mature. And so I see it. I see it in my children, who have begun to um, to mouth off a little. You know, the older they get, there, um, and especially the boys. And maybe that's a little, you know, like they're. They're growing now, so things are happening maybe biologically that they some testosterone. That's exactly right. Which okay, I'm I'm all right with a certain level of that. Don't talk back to me. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. like, so what? What is happening is that, and that seems to be catching. And so a little bit of talking back from Big Brother, you know, um, has spread to sister. Now you know, and so you see though you see them using their words in a way that is. They talk a lot after, you know, they're instructed. And then you see how they just eventually spiral out of, into a tantrum or into a, you know, basically into a timeout or discipline, you know, Mm -hmm. is where it goes. But, but that's, you see it, you know, you see like the lips of the little, of the little ones, right? Who are a little, a little foolish. You see it in the end working out for their own, destruction in a way not they're, they're not destroyed but their own trouble yeah say it brings trouble upon them that's right proverbs talk that's about right. that as well that's right yeah so just something to think about <laughs> first of all are we wise and not be wise in our own eyes and think oh yeah i'm so wise because mm. proverbs talks about that there's more hope for a fool than for that person but more are we wise in the sense of we fear the lord mm. then we'll be gracious and i think everyone enjoys gracious speech mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So why don't we move on to the topic for the week? And I have a question for you, Ben. Mm. Are you not entertained? I'm always entertained. Well, (laughs) hopefully you are today because we're talking about entertainment today. And this is something we had kind of bounced off of one another. And this was your brainchild again. You've been coming up with like some good ideas lately you've been coming up with. So yeah, always thinking. So I just want to turn the mic over to you for now and let you kind of run with this at first about the concept of entertainment and how we consume entertainment as Christians. Yeah, and and I was thinking actually um, about the church and about entertainment and the church, and that's 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 what led led me to you know to, to asking you about this is that I feel that there is a strong desire for church and worship to be entertaining and so to 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 really take on um 
this role of entertainment for congregants so that you want to catch them. You want them to be, um, to be satisfied as entertainment satisfies. You, you want to, you know, you want, it's, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, to context, um, it's, it's like, it's framed in this contextualization idea that, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, reach them in a way that they understand. And that's through entertaining them. And it's like, hmm, really? You know, is that, is that the best way to, you know, to do church? Is that the best way to, to actually, um, to catch, to catch people up in the, in, in, in gospel centered living in, in the, in living lives as citizens of God's kingdom is, is entertainment the way to catch people or not, you know, and then it makes me think, well, what is entertainment? Right. And so what is entertainment and is it something that is actually can be used by the church to produce Christians, genuine Christians. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where I think we're so used to consuming entertainment all of the time that there's almost this cultural creep of everything must be entertaining. That's what I think yeah. at the, is at the root of this, because if you think about it, when you're on your drive, I don't know what you do, but I consume entertainment. It's a podcast, it's an interview, it's a, a listening to a video, hopefully not watching a video, right? But I'm, I'm listening to a video or something like that where it's, there's some kind of entertainment value, but I'm also hoping to be edified. But let's be honest, there is some entertainment there, mm-hmm. right? When I'm home with my children, sometimes we watch something entertaining or we listen to a song that's entertaining. When it's Friday night movie night, which is coming up tonight, Right. There's entertainment there. We're hoping to sit down together and be entertained with my wife. When we have movie night, entertainment. And even a lot of events that we go to, entertainment. You go to the trampoline park, things like We're hoping to participate in or to be a passive bystander in being entertained. And so everything in our lives seems to revolve around entertainment. So I think we kind of apply that to church and say, well, shouldn't it be this consumer mindset of entertainment? Well, people like to be entertained. So how can we have people come to church if they're not entertained? And I'm going to challenge the whole premise. This is where I'm at. Church is for believers. If you look at scripturally, the church was the body of believers. And those originally in the early church who were invited to participate in services, they weren't generally outsiders. They weren't people that had no interest where their friends were like, hey, come to church. It was, let me share the gospel with you. Oh, you're interested. I've evangelized. Now that you're interested, come see what it's like. So church was for those who had been evangelized in the sense of not, hey, can you come to church? You'll be entertained. But more in the sense of, I shared the gospel with you, and now you're interested. Now it's time to come to church. So I think part of the reason why our church is are more leaning toward being entertained. And what I mean by this is if you look at a lot of mega church models, they have lights up on stage. And if you watch like online, watch a service, usually the lights are dimmed for the congregation. So like it would be in a movie theater or at a concert or something like that. You're sitting there passively and you're being entertained. Now, can you participate in the worship? Yeah. But can you also sing along to a song at a concert? Yes. 
right? So there's some, there's a distinction. The people up on stage are lighted. The people in the congregation, it's dimmed. There are skits, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with skits. There's not anything wrong with worship music. I think we're called to sing and to worship, but it's a consumer experience. Like the worship just wasn't, it wasn't on point for me. It wasn't as entertaining. They, they sang too many hymns or they didn't sing enough hymns where it's instead of being, how can we bring glory to God and honor him? It's how can we make people feel good enough about the experience to come back? Mm-hmm. They're coming back for the experience of entertainment and hopefully hearing the gospel as opposed to they're coming back because the Holy Spirit did a work in their life. And I think we're almost in churches today trying to replace or do the work for God of saving people by entertaining them, hoping we'll somehow trick them Mm -hmm. into making a decision for Christ Mm -hmm. where, yes, we get to participate and we're called to participate in evangelizing and in God's work, but God does the work regardless of the medium that's being used. Yeah, we don't have to manipulate in order to get converts like we don't have to we actually we can't manipulate yes that's where i'm going with this yes (laughs) but yeah but and i and i think you know we can we don't mishear us because i don't think we're saying that we don't matter or the self doesn't matter in worship i think the self matters in worship for sure only in as much as we are to be glorifying to god to be concerned with our own depravity and then off, you know, offering our worship, gratitude, repenting throughout, right? But those things aren't entertaining. That's not, it's not going to be, who's going to tune in for that? You know, um, most non-believers won't tune in for that unless the spirit is catching them up in that, is actually doing the work within them. Um, to bring them to a saving knowledge and relationship with Jesus Christ. But pursuing entertainment, seeking converts through that, that, I mean, that, that is setting up, I think, rival, I think a rival God. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm not saying like all mega churches are idolatrous or, or, you know, or leading in, um, in, in gross sin. It's, but I will kind of challenge this mindset that we have like i mean it's it's self-centered it's hedonistic i think it leads to nihilism i think it leads to to real emptiness because you're if you are attending church for those reasons to be entertained and you're not attending gospel-centered churches because they're not entertaining there, there you go. There is your your answer. You are you are worshiping a a rival god, and that's that's an idol, and that needs to be dealt with. So let's examine. I guess start examining our our lives and our approach to worship. Um, I think a little bit as as young men. I think you know let's let's lead in that. I started. You, you mentioned the car. On the way to school, I start. I just turn off the radio, and I'm just in silence. Um, and I've just been trying thinking about the things that I watch. Um, and trying to, you know, really be in control of the type of entertainment that that I indulge in. And when I think of entertainment, I really want it to be kind of a 
you know, a once in a, a like Friday night movie night is excellent or rainy, you know, it's a rainy day and, and you have a movie there. And, but we're all together just like enjoying one another's company more than the movie. It's we're together and just relaxing and resting together. I think that's what, you know, that's more, that's better than enjoying entertainment, I think. Um, because I think there's something, well, there's something a bit deeper going on. Yeah, I agree that that entertainment is supposed to be bonding. Yeah. I think You're experiencing it. it together, together yeah. and that's the point of the entertainment I mean, like, it's like yeah. going to the movies by yourself and you're like <laughs> but it feels weird it does but you think about it <laughs> when you're done consuming the entertainment what do you do you go hey did you see talk about yeah, it. yeah you engage yeah. in fellowship yeah. with other people which is the purpose of entertainment but i feel like with the mm. church models that are doing this and i've seen some medium-sized churches do this as well or even smaller churches that it's the entertainment brings them in and keeps them in, and then they'll make a decision for Christ. And it's not even about fellowship together necessarily, so much as like we've got to hold them here, we've got to we've got to tr almost trick them. Mm -hmm. And I've just not seen too much come out of that personally. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people get get into the church because of the music and they make a decision for Christ. Mm. I just don't see that mm. in my experience. And I've been in churches for most of my life childhood and adult yeah several different types of churches even from my my uh my history but yeah i haven't seen much of that no mm -hmm. but i even think that you know it makes me think of you know, of video games or of you know of tv shows but it makes me think of, of you know i think that we have a real problem and i think i don't know i think it, it's a it's a male and female problem but i think like if men in their families took control of this a bit better I think we'd be better for it because I think like we're setting our, our kids up and our wives up, I think for per pursuit of entertainment at, you know, as kind of like an end of itself unto itself so that I don't, th so, so that we're now looking for new ways to be entertained, you know, and, and that I think is, man, I think there's a, there's a lot that can go wrong with that. Right? Yeah, I agree. And this to me is the fundamental issue of humanity. We're always looking for the flashy new mm -hmm. thing. So it doesn't matter what it is. It could be in basketball. It can be in football. It can be like in cars, whatever. Like I think about this with jujitsu because I just, I just think about it a lot. And everyone always wants to learn the entertaining, flashy new move that's on the highlight reel. But the fundamentals, the boring stuff... No one wants to focus on that and drill on that for hours and hours. But do you know how you get better? Focusing on the fundamentals. No matter what you're doing, it doesn't matter. It's universal across the board. No matter what you're doing, the fundamentals win. And I see this here where we're talking about churches and becoming an entertainment-based church. It's not the fundamentals. The fundamentals, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what reaches people. And if we seek first his kingdom... Right, if we focus on that, I think we'll see people repent. I think we'll see lives being changed. Amen. But it's so easy to chase after the shiny new thing and forget that the shiny new thing is shiny because it rarely works. It's mm. so like, whoa, that's crazy. Did you see that? Yeah, because it worked for like one out of a hundred times. Mm -hmm. Like to me with the church, do people come for the music? Maybe. Are they going to make a decision for Christ? maybe one out of a hundred. Mm. But if you look at the early church in Acts chapter two, here's what's up. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, 
to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That's it. That's what they did as churches. And that might sound boring. You know, there was a lot going on, bread and circuses in the Roman Empire at this time, right? Mm-hmm. Colosseums going on. There are lots of sporting matches. Like sports were huge in the empire. There were lots of different shows, lots of places to go where theaters being put on. And so there's no lack of entertainment. And I'm not saying that entertainment in and of itself is bad, but I'm saying the church did not engage in that. What they engaged in is teaching. They engaged in fellowship, breaking of bread, eating together, and prayer. Those are the fundamental things the church did. And I think if we did those things, and then by the way, they evangelized, which we see Mm -hmm. is where lots of people are added to the church through evangelism. It's through the spreading of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it, I think the music that they would have had in church 2,000 years ago is wildly different mm-hmm. than the music we would have today. But people were saved. What caught them? Was it the entertainment in the church? Probably not. It was the joy of, of, yes. of, of recon- being reconciled to God. You know, And I think mm-hmm. that that's probably what we're missing here. Those shiny things, those new shiny things, shiny things rust right? They get old. I mean, and that's what we've experienced that entertainment has failed us. I mean, we've experienced it to some extent because, well, we're looking for the next thing, you know, we're looking for the next thing to entertain us, video game or movie or whatever, or TV show. We're looking for the next, you know, the next thing to come out. Um, It fails us repeatedly, but the joy of being reconciled to God doesn't. And I think that that's, that's why they they kept meeting together. The church has been meeting together ever since because the joy of the Lord is there and there's something are better than what what this world offers. So. Yeah, so what I think we can do as heads of our nations is I think that we can start living and ask God to help us live in a way that is focused on him and not on entertainment as much in the church setting. It's okay to be entertained. I think God made entertainment things that we do for a reason, like music. God made music, mm-hmm. right? God made humor. God made laughter. God made sadness and joy. And those things can entertain us. But when we're engaged in worship. I think as heads of our households, what we need to be doing is recognizing and living and really teaching in our families that it doesn't matter how good the songs were, right? It doesn't matter what you sang. It doesn't matter how upbeat. It doesn't matter who the guitarist was. It doesn't matter who the bassist or drummer was or, you know, that awesome solo, which I could even talk about that, right? But what matters is did you open your heart up? Did you come before God and say, you know, God, show me how I need to change. How can I repent? And then live in that joy that you are his and he is yours and that he's Lord of your life and you will see him face to face someday because that's what this is about. This is an eternal mindset in a temporary world. Entertainment's temporary, but heaven is eternal. And relating with God is eternal. And I think if we if we try to approach, even just get 5% better at approaching worship like that, I think we will see massive changes in mindset in our families, in ourselves, and in the people we interact with about this. And quite frankly, I'm convicted about this. But Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that, what, look at what that does, though. It puts entertainment back in its place, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Right? Entertainment doesn't become the ultimate thing. So what does it become for us? Well, just enjoyment. It's just enjoyment, you know? It's, it's so, so we can actually sit down guiltless before God, have our, our time where we are, you know, enjoying, you know, union with family and a fun event, all for, you know, all in gratitude. We thank him for it, you know? It, but, but it puts it back in its place, apart from the, away from the idolatry 
um, there to, you know, to, to glorify God in our rest and union with our family. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. That's the show for today. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out to us at info at headofnations.com. We'd love to hear your feedback on this one. If you would like to support the show, and we do thank those who have supported the show so far, go to headofnations.com and click the support tab. And I just want to remind us all, all of us, that we are the heads of our nations. So let's go live like it. Until next time.